today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Schools aren't reopening this spring, and there's a lot of numbers suggesting that that's been the right thing to do uh, for boards of education and for the province because there's a big increase in new COVID-19 cases among people who are under 20. No, they aren't dying, but we don't know if they're getting it and spreading it to other people, and especially those worrisome areas, Toronto, Peel, uh, and Windsor-Essex. Joining us on the line, Andrew Gadsen, uh, who's uh, working on a grant project uh, with the University of Guelph uh, and working as well with uh, the excellent uh, Ed McBean. Uh, it's great to have you on, Andrew. Thank you for doing this. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm great, man. Uh, and John Yanni joins us from Adastra Corporation, so they're handling a lot of the numbers, a lot of the analytics of this. John, thanks for making the time as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. John, what are we seeing in terms of uh, the numbers? Why should this be, uh, what are the sort of the red lights, the red flags that jump out as being concerning with those younger people numbers? Yeah, so specifically it's it's more just the recent uptick in the under 20 population, um, as well as some uh, 20 to 29 population, specifically in the Peel and Toronto region. That seems to really be causing uh, a little bit of a cause for concern. Uh, the rest of Ontario, it seems like, um, you know, the observations that we've that we've seen that, that there's a little bit more of a downturn, but but specifically in, in the Toronto Peel region, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's uh, definitely um, you know indicative of of uh, some cause for concern. Andrew, this rapid increase is there a way to attribute to outside of contact tracing? It's very difficult to sort of note uh, an event or a circumstance that is going to cause an uptick in a, in a given community. We're all supposed to be social distancing. We're not supposed to be inside in large groups. We're all supposed to, it's recommended by the province, wear masks when we go into stores, and many of us are. How do we trace this rapid increase in cases for younger people? Yeah, that's right. That, that's a great question. Um, contact tracing in general hasn't been the greatest uh, in Ontario, at mm-hmm. least uh, from what I've seen. So it's a little hard to um, to kind of predict or, or to see where people have been picking this up. Uh, I'm wondering if it's related just to the warmer weather, you know, kids getting out, younger folks getting out. You saw what happened in Toronto, people uh, crowding into parks. Um, and all the numbers we're seeing now are, are delayed by a couple weeks, usually around two weeks. So um, we, we might even see a little bit more in the future it, it might or it might just uh, uh, might just dwindle down a little bit. But either way, what we found was, in Toronto and Peel, especially the the numbers for under 20 seems to be increasing, not decreasing, which is which is a concern, um, especially now that uh, daycares are allowed to open up, although the, a number haven't yet. Andrew, what I'm finding I see is uh, when I go out to walk, drive, bike, whatever, is it's one thing to see a couple kids on bikes and they're going somewhere. It's another thing when I see what looks like, you know, seven or eight, um, 17, 18 year olds and they're sitting on a blanket in a park. I, I know they're outside and better outside than inside. And I know they've missed their friends. I, I can't imagine my my whole spring and summer getting torpedoed at that particular age. But it's but I think they're taking some chances. Um, I'm not stereotyping, but I'm seeing it, and it's it's a lot of people. And eight, nine, ten people getting together in a park might be too many at that age. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it is hard uh, as well, you know, uh, when these kids and I say kids because I, I feel a lot older now. Um, <laughs> they they just like you said, they want to hang out with their friends. They want to get outside. They've been stuck inside. They they don't have school anymore. So there there is that big social aspect to it, you know, when you're a teenager. Um, but again, it's uh, and also they're not seeing, you know, their kids or sorry, their friends or people their age getting seriously ill or, or even dying, uh, as far as I know, in Ontario. But what does happen, as you know, they might spread it to their parents or their grandparents. And then 
that's when the the trouble starts. John, what are, what are you seeing in terms of the numbers? Um, w- when we talk about the communities, it looks like the province has this right that there are three troublesome communities, all varying in, in shape and size, with Toronto, Peel, and, and Windsor, Essex, that the the numbers just aren't going down significantly enough for us to uh, for us to broaden out uh, a reopening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'd say you know specifically for those reasons that you mentioned, um, you know what we what we have been seeing is actually the the numbers are um, getting significantly better. Um, in, in all the other in all the other age groups, um, aside from this this younger population, and and even uh, now the most recent data with with obviously um, a nod to, to some of the delays in terms of data reporting uh, that we're that we're seeing, um, it, it seems like even now they're starting to flatten out a little bit in in the 20 to 29 population, but uh, but really just the early observations in our study and, and working with our research team is is that you know there's there's definitely um, some cause for concern in terms of uh, in terms of staggering the start for for these uh, for these new um, or for for Toronto Peel and, and Windsor Essex in particular. John, let me follow on that. Will people in those communities, will will business owners in in those communities, um, can they be hopeful that their time is coming soon, or does there need to be uh, again eighty one percent of cases today? Um, yeah. announced are in those three regions. Like, it's it's one thing to be hopeful, but there has to be a, a reality that this just can't be time-based. The numbers have to be right, or there's no point. They'll get worse. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I totally agree. Like, I, I you know, I, I use this term cautiously optimistic because um, I think that, you know, it's, it's um, if we if we rush it, you know, and, and I think, uh, you know, hopefully the majority of people are, are, are of the mindset that, that we don't want to rush it because if we do, it could just be, you know, significantly more problematic downstream if if we see the you know see secondary waves, and especially as we're observing in in places like Florida, um, you know, the, these things these things do happen, and this is the nature of these kinds of uh, pandemics. So, um, you know, in particular, I would say that it, it's you know it's an interesting problem because um, you know as as we're seeing like um, some plans in terms of opening childcare, you know, and and I'd, I'd say even more so like plans as they're trying to open other sort of um, other groups like you know office buildings and uh, and restaurant spaces and whatnot. So, so there'll be a lot of demand on individuals to go back to work, but then there's a limitation in terms of daycare. Right? So, so I'd say that, um, you know, I, I think that that'll probably be the bigger challenge than the actual reopening. Like I suspect that, um, I suspect that they'll they'll start to reopen, you know, Toronto, Peel, and, and Windsor, uh, and move to stage two, you know, probably before too long. Uh, but the challenge is really then about, you know, already competitive spaces, um, already limitations in spaces in, in the um in the daycare, like what, what what happens when we have to reduce that even further? John Yanni, our guest, Andrew Gad uh, Gadson, our guest, Andrew. It's it's uh, last thing for you. It's it's obviously the call was made for schools not to reopen. That looks like the astute one. I don't think there was a lot of pushback. Sure, there were frustrated parents with online learning, and and you know th- some of them are trying to go back to work while sort of abandoning their kids and their schoolwork. I get it. But at the same time, uh, looking forward, we don't know what September is going to look like. So this probably was the right call. But the numbers that you're coming up with on your project might give parents some concern about about day camps. Like John just said, it is incredibly hard to distance, even if you're outside for 80 percent of the day. Things are shared. You're playing a sport. You're sharing a ball. You're working on art. You're sharing pencils, crayons, whatever in, in day camp. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Um, I think definitely uh, for sure. Closing schools, uh, I mean, there's no point reopening for three or four weeks. That's the right move. Uh, personally, for, for day camps and um, daycare in general, I per, I personally, just with my young kid, uh, my young son, I, we, we won't be sending him back anytime soon. How old is he? Um, he's three. Okay. Yeah. And uh, th- 
thankfully or unthankfully, I guess, uh, we have a, another eight-month-old. So we, we're, we're in a position where we can actually work from home a little bit. One of us is off, at least until the spring, which is okay in this uh, mm-hmm. situation. But a lot of people don't, don't have the choice and they need to work. Um, working from home with kids is, uh, let's just say it's a challenge, to say the least. Well, at that um, at that age, for sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think for for a daycare point of view, if if you if you don't have a choice, well, then just be as careful as you can. Um, but if you do have a choice, mm-hmm. keeping in mind that the number of available spots will be a lot smaller, um, so maybe you should just hold off a little bit and uh, leave it for space for for people who really do need it. Gotcha, Andrew, John. Thanks very much for both your input today. I appreciate it. Thanks, so much. thanks a lot. I think that's good stuff uh, for everyone to uh, to take a listen to. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.